Thank you for joining the Bogard Press through the Bible Adult Study Guide podcast. This quarter, we are concluding the book of Acts, chapters 15 through 28, in a study entitled, Churches Starting New Churches. During this study, we will learn biblical principles of how the Holy Spirit leads church sent, God called men to start new churches. You can purchase your copy of this book, along with many other study resources, on our website, bogardpress.org. So, grab your copy of the Spring 2023 Adult Study Guide and your Bible, and follow along. Today's lesson for March 5, 2023 is entitled, The Gospel, Plain and Simple. It comes from Acts chapter 15, verses 1 through 12. The key verse, And God, which knoweth the hearts, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto us, and put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Acts chapter 15, verses 8 and 9. The application, the student will learn to appreciate that salvation is purely by grace, through faith, plus nothing. Seeking the context. As we have seen in our previous study of Acts chapters 1-4, through 4, Acts is the only church history book inspired by God. Luke wrote the book of Acts to continue the former treatise, Acts chapter 1 verse 11. Luke records all that Jesus began both to do and teach, verse 1. And the book of Acts tells us how the gospel of Jesus Christ was spread throughout the world. The first 12 chapters focus on the apostle Peter the Jerusalem church, and the gospel being spread among the Jews. Acts chapters 13 through 28 focuses on the apostle Paul, the establishment of many churches, and the gospel going out into all the world. By the time we get to Acts 15, many churches had been established. There were churches in Judea, Galilee, and Samaria. Acts chapter 9 verse 31. There was probably a church established in Caesarea, of Cornelius and his household, Acts chapter 10, verses 44 through 48. There was the Antioch church in the region of Syria, who had sent Paul and Barnabas on their first missionary journey, Acts chapter 13, verses 1 through 4. The churches of Galatia and surrounding regions were established during this first missionary journey. Great news! The gospel was spread, people were saved, and churches were established. But as is often the case, when good things happen in the work of God, Satan works overtime to make trouble. In our lesson today, we see a very big problem among the churches. The doctrine of salvation by God's grace through faith in Jesus Christ alone was being challenged. Can you give a biblical definition of salvation? Searching the text. Number one, the question. Acts chapter 15 verses 1 through 4 and verse 6. And certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, Except you be circumcised after the manner of Moses, you cannot be saved. When therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and disputation with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain other of them should go up to Jerusalem unto the apostles and elders about this question. And being brought on their way by the church, they passed through Phinehas, and Samaria, declaring the conversion of the Gentiles, and they caused great joy unto all the brethren. And when they were come to Jerusalem, they were received of the church, 
and the apostles and elders, and they declared all things that God had done with them. And the apostles and elders came together for to consider this matter. The question, does someone have to be circumcised to be saved? Additionally, does someone have to keep the law to be saved? Acts chapter 15 verse 5 and verse 24. There is no more important question than how a person is saved. And this question could not be ignored or dismissed as a trivial matter. It is the difference between living for and serving God and living for and serving the devil. It is the difference between heaven and hell. These certain men of verse 1 presumably went out from the Jerusalem church, Acts chapter 15 verse 24, to the Antioch church and caused much trouble by preaching a perverted gospel, which unsettled the believers there. When Paul wrote to the Galatian church a short time later, this perverted gospel had reached them, Galatians chapter 1 verses 6 through 9. And Paul called these men false brethren, Galatians chapter 2 verse 4. This means that they were brethren or believers in name only. They were not saved because they believed a false gospel. Paul and Barnabas had a big problem with their teaching this false gospel, and rightly so. There are some things worth fighting for, and the purity of the gospel is the most important one. Jude exhorts us to earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints, Jude 3. The doctrine of salvation cannot be surrendered for the sake of unity. The Antioch church decided wisely to send Paul, Barnabas, and other brethren to the Jerusalem church to find out if the Jerusalem church had indeed sent these men with their false gospel. The purpose of the Jerusalem council was not to decide what the true doctrine of salvation is. This matter had been settled by God in eternity past. The reason Paul, Barnabas, and others from the Antioch church went to Jerusalem was to see if the Jerusalem church had sent these false brethren and to discuss what needed to be done about the trouble they had caused. Paul said that he went to this council by revelation, Galatians chapter 2 verse 2, meaning that God told him to go. God wanted this matter settled to protect the purity of the gospel. Paul and Barnabas took the opportunity to visit with believers and churches on the way to Jerusalem. They caused great rejoicing by telling them how the Gentiles had been saved. The Jerusalem church welcomed them gladly as they related all that God had done through them. Joyful unity comes when believers and churches fellowship in the true doctrine of salvation. But when some try to pervert the gospel, this unity is destroyed. Can you give examples of false gospels today? Number two, the wrong answer. Acts chapter 15 and verse 5. But there rose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees, which believed, saying, that it is needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. We might be surprised to find out that there were Pharisees in the Jerusalem church. But earlier we read that a company of priests had been saved. Acts chapter 6 and verse 7. Many different people had been saved because of this church's witness, and this was good. What was not good was that these Pharisees had not left the false doctrine of the Pharisees behind. Instead, 
They were promoting a false gospel that said believing in Jesus for salvation was good, but not good enough. Someone who believed in Jesus had to be circumcised and also keep the law, they said. This was a damnable heresy because it would not bring people to salvation, but deceive them into thinking they were saved by circumcision and keeping the law. It is understandable how this heresy crept into the churches. It was a battle Jesus fought with the Pharisees, Mark chapter 7 and verses 1 through 16. It was a battle the Jerusalem church faced early in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 11, verses 1 through 3. It was a battle the Apostle Paul fought throughout his entire ministry and often wrote about in his letters. Paul wrote to the Galatian churches, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Galatians chapter 2 verse 16. It is the age-old battle we still face today between law and grace, and between salvation by faith and salvation by works. It is Jesus plus something for salvation. Jesus plus baptism. Jesus plus good works. Jesus plus church membership and so forth. Salvation is by God's grace through our faith in Jesus Christ plus nothing. What is so dangerous about this false doctrine is that what is added to faith in Christ tends to replace it. Faith in Jesus Christ is relegated to the unimportant, whereas keeping the law, living by good works, or whatever is added becomes what is important in salvation. Furthermore, it makes salvation difficult, if not impossible, instead of easy as God designed it. Romans has much to say about this dangerous false doctrine, and Paul spoke of how the Jews had made salvation impossible, especially for the Gentiles. But Paul said, God made salvation easy and available to all. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans chapter 10 verse 13. But the most dangerous thing about a false gospel is that it leads people to hell while they think they are saved. Just as Paul, Barnabas, Peter, and James stood to speak against this false gospel, so we also must stand up for the truth of salvation today. Remember what is at stake, people's lives and eternity. We cannot be silent to avoid an argument. We cannot sit back while false preachers lead people to hell with a false gospel. We must stand up for the truth of salvation. What are some consequences of losing the true gospel today? Number three, the right answer. Acts chapter 15, verses 7 through 12. And when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, you know how that a good while ago God made choice among us that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. And God, which knoweth the hearts, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto us, and put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now therefore, 
Why tempt you God to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved even as they. Then all the multitude kept silent and gave audience to Barnabas and Paul, declaring what miracles and wonders God had wrought among the Gentiles by them. Peter was the first to take the gospel to the uncircumcised when God called him to go to the house of Cornelius, Acts chapter 10. And he had to defend his actions then, Acts chapter 11, verses 1 through 18. Some Jews in the Jerusalem church questioned whether the uncircumcised Gentiles could be saved at all after Cornelius and his household were saved through the preaching of Peter. And Peter silenced the contentions then, just as they have to be silent now. Note five things Peter said in defense of the true gospel and how the Gentiles at Cornelius' house had been saved without circumcision. First, God chose Peter to preach the gospel to the Gentiles, Acts chapter 15 and verse 7. Second, God gave the Gentile believers the Holy Spirit of salvation apart from circumcision, verse 8. Third, God makes no distinction between Jews and Gentiles, verse 9. Fourth, we should not make salvation requirements that God does not make and which we cannot meet ourselves, verse 10. Fifth, there is only one way of salvation, which is by grace, verse 11. Peter sternly rebuked these Pharisees, questioning why they would tempt God to judge them because they insisted that the Gentiles do what neither they nor their fathers could do. Being circumcised never saved anyone. Being Jewish never saved anyone. And keeping the law for salvation was impossible for sinful people, Jews and Gentiles alike. The only way anyone can be saved is by God's grace through faith in Jesus Christ, Jews and Gentiles alike. Then Barnabas and Paul stood to testify of all the miracles and wonders that God had done through them among the uncircumcised Gentiles. I am sure that they mentioned the blinding of Bargesus on the island of Cyprus because he tried to stop a Gentile, Sergius Paulus, from being saved. Acts chapter 13, verses 9 through 12. I am sure that they told how a lame man of Lystra was healed and how this miracle pointed many to salvation in Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 14, verses 8 through 10. But I also think that they spoke of the many people who were saved, which is also a miracle and wonder of God. The miraculous gospel of salvation in Jesus Christ is indeed wonderful and worth defending. How can you defend the true gospel of Jesus Christ today? Setting the application. James, the brother of Jesus and pastor of the Jerusalem church, gave the final speech of the Jerusalem Council. The conclusion, Wherefore my sentence is, that we trouble not them, which from among the Gentiles are turned to God, but that we write unto them that they should abstain from pollution of idols, and from fornication, and from things strangled, and from blood. Acts chapter 15, verses 19 and 20. The gospel was defended. 
because of the trouble caused by these false brethren, a letter was written and sent by men who would further explain that the church had not sent these men with a false gospel. But the issue of perverting the gospel was not settled as it is still an issue for us today. As these men and churches defended the true gospel of Jesus Christ, so we must do today. Salvation is by God's grace through our faith in Jesus Christ alone. We must defend this doctrine by understanding it ourselves, sharing it with others, and pointing out any perversion of it. It is of utmost importance. If we stray from the true gospel and do not defend it, then it is strongly possible that a whole generation of people will not hear the true gospel, die, and spend an eternity in hell. We cannot be silent. Do you know someone who believes in a false gospel? How can you help that person understand and believe the true gospel? Thank you for joining us in another lesson of the Bogard Press through the Bible Adult Study Guide podcast. We look forward to studying with you again next week as we continue studying Acts 15 through 28. Bogard Press is the publishing ministry of the American Baptist Association. We exist to equip churches with the resources they need to carry out the Great Commission. These resources include Bible study materials for preschoolers through adults, including Sunday School, Children's Chapel, Baptist Training Course, Bible Challenge and Vacation Bible School. Please visit our website to find all the ministry resources you will need, at bogardpress.org. That's bogardpress.org. Until next week, find daily encouragement from our daily devotionals at bogardpress.org.